Welcome to Shoot This Now, the podcast where uh, roughly every week we talk about stories that should be made into TV shows and movies. I'm your host, Tim Malloy, and with me this week is a very beautiful co-host. Hi, Tim. Uh, this is Deirdre McCarrick. She is my wife. You remember her from the excellent episode we did with Aaron Paul and Emily Ratajkowski. She's here because she has a wonderful idea for a story that should be made into a TV show or movie. Um, and also because let's just be totally transparent about what we're doing here. What are we doing here? You're going to take the whole fucking thing over. I have. I've already taken it over. Let's let's be really honest if we're going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you've been behind the scenes kind of running things for the last year of the podcast. And now it's time to get on the mic and just run it, assuming this goes great, which it will. That sounds awesome. I've been on the mic. Now it's time to... Yeah. First order of business, I know nobody likes it when podcasts babble on about their personal lives and stuff, but one thing we did want to bring up with you, the listener, um, should we change the name of the podcast? We are thinking, now that Deirdre's here, uh, and now that we're a year into it, should we change it from shoot this now to film this now? Um, Do you want to sort of go through the arguments for each? I think that, personally, I think that film this now... It's just a better representation of what we do on this podcast, which is talk about ideas that should be made into filmable things. Okay, counterpoint. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the current political climate, especially here in West Hollywood where we're recording this, but people love guns. And Shoot This Now has a gun connotation. And I think we're bringing a lot of cool gun people besides the film people. And we are sponsored by the NRA, so there's that. So... If you, listener, have an opinion about this, um, please email me. My email is tim at the rap. That's tim at T-H-E-W-R-A-P dot com. Um, we're totally open to changing the name of the thing to film this now. This isn't just a podcast that we do that no one likes. This is your podcast that no one likes. So please give us your thoughts. And now, Deirdre, would you like to take us through this week's idea? I'd be happy to. So I have an idea um, that really sprung from the new year and the idea of new year, new you. We've been hearing that a lot lately, haven't we? Um, so everywhere. There's a lot of resolutions. That's, you know, I, I can't go on social media because I can't take any more GD resolutions. Um, and there's a really common one. I think the number one is it's time to lose some weight. Right. Right. Um, so I've got a weight loss story, um, but it isn't just any weight loss story. It's a magic weight loss story. And behind every magic trick, there's a magician. So our magician is a man who transformed many times over the years. I can already tell you've put so much more work into this than anyone has ever put into this podcast before. <laughs> I'm just freestyling, Tim. I love this. Okay. I'm freestyling. Um <laughs> So this magic man transformed many times over the years, and he ultimately claimed to help people transform their bodies with an extraordinary weight loss potion. So that sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it? Does it work? Maybe I'll try it. We'll get to that, all right? Okay. Um, So the gentleman's name is Harry Siskind, and he started his career as a teenage photographer Uh, Two weeks before he graduated high school in the early 70s, he started working for your alma mater, the Associated Press. Wait, really? Yeah. 
He did. This is an Associated Press photographer. Yes, exactly. So the most reputable journalistic organization. Of all time. Uh, okay. Of all, they only, only the best and the brightest work there. Hard stop. Wow. So he got his so start working there. So he's ethically probably totally without flaw. Without flaw. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, he started working there, and he, he shot the Democratic and Republican National Conventions in Miami Beach. That was one of his first assignments. It's like 72? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. right around there, in the 70s. Okay. Um, according to his own website, he photographed and became friends with Richard Nixon, Henry Kissinger, and Ted Kennedy, among others. A friend so. of Richard Nixon? He sounds like a man of flawless moral... Flawless. Yeah. I mean, I just love the idea of picturing him and Tricky Dick on Miami Beach, like getting after it. I'm sure that happened. Which definitely happened. Okay. So the thing is with old white men, though, they don't really exude glamour, right? At least not for me. No offense. No no offense. (laughs) All of your crushes are old white men. I know, but they're not glamour. They're Ed Harris, Bill Murray, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden. Those are all like the oldest... I'm not that old, but old. They're pretty they're old, curmudgeonly, pretty white, But I, they're not glamorous. I just want to like eat popcorn with them and go rollerblading. Okay. All right. So they don't exude glamour, but celebrities do. So Harry, he, he kind of transitioned from, you know, the, some of these political assignments to shooting exclusive assignments for celebrities around the world. And let me name a few of the people that he shot. Okay. Liz Taylor, Good one. Michael Jackson, and my ultimate number one, numero uno. <laughs> Any guesses? Um, We're talking caliber of Liz Taylor, Michael Jackson. My number one. Okay, Marilyn Monroe we went gone to his by birthplace. Elvis Presley. Yep, bingo. Wow. And I looked online and I actually found um, some shots of, that he took of Elvis. Uh, one was in a powder blue jumpsuit. Um, and then when I found a picture of Harry himself, I actually thought he looked a little bit like an older Elvis. He has jet black hair, a little bit of a husky build, a waxy complexion. Mm-hmm. So I kind of picture like, you know, um, Elvis on the decline. What's when you a picture waxy Harry, complexion? When you picture Harry. <laughs> what do you mean okay. waxy complexion? That makes me think of like a mannequin. It's just to look in the mirror, you know. Just look in the mirror? I have yeah. a waxy complexion? <laughs> okay. All right. So waxy means flawless. Got it. Yeah, flawless again. Um, so his photos have reportedly graced the covers of publications like Time, Life, Rolling Stone. Um, but that being said, I've also found him referred to as a tabloid, a tabloid journalist. Okay. So we're getting some, some mixed signals here. In, in many podcasts, you hear the, the story of an interesting person. Yes. Um, and you're like, that's a pretty okay podcast. Mm-hmm. But the great podcast, the This American Life's, things like that, there's always a turn. And Truth. I sense that this story has a turn. It's not just a biopic about a great photographer. It's not, Tim. It's okay. definitely not. So he was a, you know, he's a tab, he's referred to as a tabloid journalist. He may or may not have been. Um, apparently in the early 80s, he also helped create and executive produce some TV shows. I couldn't really find any history on those or documentation, but that may or may not have happened. Okay. And then in the 80s, he finally decided he to put down his film cameras for a little bit, and he turned to, what else? Weight loss supplements, right? I guess he figured that 
everything shouldn't necessarily be bigger in Texas. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't write that down. That was off the dome. That was off the dome. I was going to do some dumb thing. The shiny dome. (laughs) I was going to do some dumb nonsense about how the camera adds 10 pounds, and he decided that he should help people shed pounds for a change. Yours is better. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. (laughs) Um, and he, so he launched a weight loss cookie he called the Texas delight and it went bankrupt. The cookie went bankrupt. The cookie company went bankrupt. The cookie company went bankrupt. How do you go bankrupt selling diet cookies? He probably ate them all. Okay. I mean, remember when we lived in New York and I was obsessed with those diet cookies? Yeah, for you real. Did like those cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I actually also think they went bankrupt because they disappeared one day from the bodega, and if, I was really sad. If anyone lives near Fifty Fifth and Second, can you go to the bodega there that's next to the Turkish restaurant and yeah. see if they still sell the diet cookies, the quote unquote diet cookies? Yeah, they they were. Please and ship them to Timoloy at the Wrap. Sure. Immediately. Sure. Um, so that went bankrupt, but that he didn't give up. He had a passion for weight loss, this man. Um, And he tried again. In 1999, he started a company called Mark Nutritionals uh, with a New Jersey lawyer named Edward D'Alessandro. His wife, Patty, was named executive vice president. And they named the company after his late brother-in-law. And it was also the name of a nightclub he apparently owned sometime in San Antonio. But again, I couldn't find evidence of that. But so this named, is a man who hustles, Tim. He named a nightclub and a, a not diet cookie company, but a diet company after his brother-in-law. Yes. Who had passed on, I guess? Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Just so we're clear, I'm not naming any companies after either of your brothers. Are you sure? I mean... The Johnny Nightclub? That's a, that's that a is a nice ring to it. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay, fine. All right. It could be like the Lindsay Lohan Nightclub, right? Or the, the Lindsay Lohan Beach it Club. Would be a, it would not be a beach club. The if, Johnny if McCarrick Johnny, nightclub. Johnny McCarrick would not have a beach club. He would not. It would be the palest beach club. It would not be a beach club. It would be like a dark cave. Yeah. And you have to wear like an oversized bathroom to enter. Yeah. It sounds really fun. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, the first product for Mark Nutritionals uh, was called Body Solutions Evening Weight Loss Formula. And it's a liquid product that consumers are instructed to take before going to bed and at least three hours after eating or drinking. You could order it by calling a toll-free number or over the internet. Um, They also sold it at Walmart and Kmart. It cost $43 for a 15-ounce bottle. And the bottle had a picture of a woman in a white bikini just stretched out in a glamorous pose. This all sounds really reputable to me. It does, yeah. But I'm ready for another turn. Well, I mean, what made the product really sensational was the advertising. And, you know, that's kind of my wheelhouse. So I particularly, this really resonated with me. You are a brand director for a very large company that people have heard of. Yeah, I think so. I hope they have. I hope they they have. Are we going to name them or no? Mm, I don't think so. Cool. Um, The company relied primarily on radio ads. Um, They had 30 to 60 second spots, which aired all over the U.S., and they were read by local radio personalities who supposedly used the product and were presenting their personal experience. Um, so when it's like Rim Dog and the Fat Man, they'd come on and go like, you know, Fat Man, there's a product for you. This thing really works. I mean, I tried this out. It's a, it's an evening. Sp- I can t- read one for you oh, if you like. Okay. Even well, though I have nothing prepared, I did write down one thing. 
Do you like Fat Man and the Rim Dog? Do you think that's a good name for a radio show? Rim Dog sounds like you lick someone's anus. Uh-huh. Um, so DJ... So Dallas DJ Jeff K on KKMR, now KDBN, said, it helped me lose 36 pounds. Oh, should I do this in a Dallas accent? I think I should. Can you? It helped me lose 36 pounds. I ate so much over Thanksgiving, I still have turkey burps. But thanks to Body Solutions, I keep the weight off, and now I am ready for Christmas. So bring it on, Grandma. The honey baked ham, the apple pie, the Christmas cookies. I am not afraid because I'm I've got put, Body gonna... Solutions weight loss formula. I need to put a stop to this. This is deeply offensive, but I, I think we get the gist. So there, there are many more like that. Um, even Emmy Award winning CBS commentator Charles Osgood. What? Um, got in on the action. He's a real guy. He's a real guy. The and Osgood he, Files. Yeah. Wow. I know. Um, so those ads and those claims worked wonders. The product became a cash cow, pun intended, right? Um, for Harry, and it sold uh, up to $190 million quickly. What? Their annual sales of their evening wa- weight loss formula went from $10 million in 99 to $100 million in 2001. So this is over the course of just two years. Wow. But, Tim... All good things must come to an end. Oh, no. Even in Texas. Okay. Even in San Antonio. I mean, look what happened at the Alamo. What did happen at the Alamo? It didn't end well. For who? I mean, I think... That's the glory of it. It it, just didn't end well. It ended well for the Mexicans, right? It didn't end well for... Like Davy Crockett, it ended badly. Yeah. It ended badly for Pee Wee Herman. But, you know, it depends. I don't uh, think it ended badly for Pee Wee Herman because he found his bike, ultimately. But not at the Alamo because there's no basement at the... There is no basement at the Alamo, but Pee Wee Herman found his bike, Tim. Okay. Okay. So, Okay. you know what? Fair. Onward. It went well for President General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He was on... Well, you are a history major, so you have an advantage here. That advantage is holding a phone that has Wikipedia open. Okay. I'm okay. Sorry. All right. Um, so, what happened? People realized they were losing weight. This Wait. promise of an overnight magic potion that your fat would dissolve from wasn't happening. I, I need to clarify something. Um, Wikipedia says that buoyed by a desire for revenge, the Texians defeated the Mexican army at the Battle of San Jacinto in 1836, ending the. Um, in the Mexican Revolution. So, never mind. You were right. The Alamo went badly for everybody. Sorry. So, people weren't losing weight. And what's worse than trying to lose weight after two weeks of eating Gammy's green bean casserole? Nothing. Not losing weight, Tim. That's yeah. what's worse. Yeah. Really, it's a humdinger. Yeah. As they say in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in December of 2002... The Federal Trade Commission filed charges in U.S. District Court in San Antonio alleging Mark Nutritionals engaged in a nationwide scheme to bilk millions of consumers. Some of the charges included the following. Um, this is according to mysanantonio.com. Okay. The ingredients changed over time, but most recently included aloe vera gel and various herbs and supplements. Ugh. Two, there was no scientific proof any of the ingredients promoted weight loss. 
Okay. False claims included statements that the product would cause substantial weight loss, even if users eat substantial amounts of high-calorie foods like pizza, beer, tacos, nachos, cheese grits, and donuts. They promised that it would... Is this our shopping list? They promised that you would lose weight, even if you ate all those things. Yes. And they didn't lose weight. Correct. Even though they were drinking all this aloe aloe vera. Correct. Okay. That sounds horrible. I know. But you know what doesn't sound horrible? Donuts. Yeah, I love donuts. I do too. What's your favorite donut in LA? Oh, wow. Like a donut place? Yeah. I mean... Let's give a plug here. That... I don't want to plug Trejo's Donuts because like, I don't think they need the help, but like they make a really good donut. And also our, do. our donut place up the street. Um, Tasty Donuts? On Santa Monica next to the Yogurtland. Tasty Donuts. That's a really good donut place. Yeah. They're not compensating us in any way for saying this, by the way. They could. They could if they want to. I, we're just saying. You know, there could be a fresh dozen donuts at our doorstep tomorrow morning. Who knows? There could be. Okay. Okay. Um, So the FTC sought a permanent injunction against the company to stop these claims, um, and they also sought a refund for their customers. So they reached a settlement agreement with all of the defendants in the fall of 2003. Um, The settlement with Siskin required him to pay $500,000, and it was based on his sworn financial statements that he had no additional assets. Wait, but he'd made like $120 million, right? Yes. So where did that go? That's a good question, Tim. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You get a prize. Um, so part of the settlement contained a $155 million suspended judgment and provided that if his financial disclosures contained misrepresentation, a judgment for that full amount would be entered against him. Okay? We have been <clears throat> in touch with his attorney, who seems very nice, and she has reached out to him to see if he wants to talk to us. Maybe we can ask him what happened to the money. Where's the money? Yeah. I mean, where do you think the money is? I don't know. Can you tell me a little bit, like, what kind of character he is? Like, what's, what's his personality? Like, what's he like? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, let me wrap this up, and then I'll, I think the, the conclusion kind of gives a little insight into his personality. Okay. Um, I mean, if you haven't started to pick, get your own picture together by this gentleman in the 70s on Miami Beach with uh, Richard Nixon and Elvis <laughs> Presley you know, uh, swigging diet, diet tonic and, um, making bonkers radio ads, then there's nothing more I can say for you to get that picture. But I will tell you this. Okay. Um, after, uh, he, the FTC uncovered evidence that he had indeed falsified these financial statements, um, they defaulted to the original settlement, um, and a little bit more. Um, so, so he went back to court and before he learned his sentence, he gave a tearful apology to the court. So he, he demonstrated some real remorse, I think. Okay. But then once he found out shortly thereafter (laughs) what he would, that he would be going to prison for more than three years, uh, he became indignant. And according to the Houston Chronicle, he raced away from reporters following the proceedings and he gave a one finger salute. To so, the reporters or the court? I think everyone involved. I think he was a little <laughs> hot under the collar. Yeah. So he kind of turned on a dime. Just like he, you know, went from a photographer, uh, a tabloid journalist, or a, a, an award-winning AP photographer, depending on your perspective, to a weight loss supplement <laughs> salesman. So um, 
And I actually did find that photo online and it was pretty rad. So I think if I was going to go to prison for three years, I would, I would pull a Harry Siskind. That's all I'm saying. Pulling a Harry Siskind is when you flip off the proceedings. Well, you do like the reverse bird. So he was walking away and then he gave the, the salute. Like an over the shoulder bird. Over the shoulder bird. So that's the poster for this movie. That's definitely the poster for this movie. Um, and then I think, you know, just wrapping up the story before we get into the second half of our program where we talk about the development of this project, um, I kind of was like, well, what now? Where is he now? This happened about 10 years ago, you know, or he would have been out of prison about 10 years ago. And I found he's now a wedding photographer. Um, So he's helping capture the moments where people are most happy, feeling most accepted. Um, He's kind of back to basics. And so it's sort of like sometimes it's better to just be yourself than to try to be something you're not. You know, if you're a chubby guy, just maybe you should just be a chubby guy. Nothing wrong with being a chubby guy. You know, you don't need to lose all that weight with a magic potion. Or a chubby lady. It's totally fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Wow. So um, that's the story of Harry Siskind. Um, you've been asking me to drink a mixture of aloe vera and various mm-hmm. potions every night before we go to sleep. Correct. Are you trying to tell me something? Um, I am not trying to tell you something. I'm telling you something. Okay. So. And you think that this will fix my waxy complexion? Uh, among other things. Okay. It's just good for you. Okay. I'll give drink it a, it. I'll give it a shot. Um. We were trying to think of, at work, we were trying to think of uh, taglines for a new movie about the Gotti family, which would be told from his daughter's perspective. Yes. And we thought it would be one of those stories that's like, you think you know the whole story, but you have no idea. So the tagline I came up with. Okay. You think you know the whole story. Forget about it. Do you think that's good? Truth? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay, so should we roll into the second part of our... Uh, <laughs> of it's actually our... terrible. Okay. Aren't right. you a writer? Uh, like, uh, isn't this what you do for a living? Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. I'm a veteran of the AP. Most of our, most of our alumni you, start selling diet supplements. How many times are you going to mention that you're a veteran of the AP, I'm just by saying, the way? The most successful person, probably the highest earner ever from the AP, is this guy. So... is where we talk about the development of the program of the project that we just heard the inspiration for. Development meaning like who should direct it, who should write it, who should star in it. Exactly. Yeah. So I gave a few thoughts to the director, some of the roles, um, and then a couple things on why this is relevant. I also thought would be interesting to maybe chat about. Okay. Uh, So director, I think there's one obvious one that could be but i have a few i thought adam mckay might be interesting because he did the big short and i felt like you could have the layer of you know what is this saying about our society and image okay right? can we talk about adam mckay yes i think adam mckay is totally great i did not love the big short i absolutely i also did not love the big short and i really liked the book 
Yeah, it's just it's very hard to film. I'm one of those people who reads the book too. I just also in read case the you guys book. didn't know that. I read the okay, but I thought he did a fantastic job on Vice, and I know that like not everybody loves Vice, mm-hmm. but. I totally loved Vice. And like the more I think about Vice, the more I liked it. And I think he did a really nice job of combining a lot of history. I also really, really like Succession, the show he was responsible for on HBO or partly responsible for on HBO. Um, and I think that after Vice, after they let him do something really, really big, his next product he, project, he'll like go small. So I think this is a really good scale for him. Oh, okay. I thought you were building up and then going to say a big, have a big fat butt there. No, no. I think Adam... You do I, sort of have... A Woody for Christian Bale, too, though. Let's be honest. Um, so that may have had something to do with why you liked I disclo- Vice so much. I disclosed to you that Christian Bale reminds me inexplicably of my brother Ted. Mm-hmm. But he played Batman. He right. starred in American Psycho. He's really never bad. He's a very, very good actor. Um, yeah, I like I like Christian Bale. I think he's good. Okay. I don't think Did this guy... Did that cloud your judgment, though, is all I'm saying? No. I would have okay. liked Vice just as much if... like. Oh, this was really interesting. At one point, Christian Bale was going to play George W. Bush, I think, in Oliver Stone's W. Oh, wow. So he almost played Bush, and he ended up playing Cheney. What if it was a different actor playing um, Dick Cheney? Would you still have liked the movie as much? I don't know if another actor could have pulled it off. What if it was like Keanu Reeves? I would have absolutely loved that movie. If, if Keanu Reeves had played Dick Cheney, that would be like the best movie ever made. Do you think Keanu Reeves has the chops to play Dick Cheney? I do. I do too, actually. I actually do. The other person I thought of for, I like that we're just recasting Vice right now. The other person I think could play Dick Cheney is uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay, but we have... We have, we have our, our own, own little project to exactly. talk about. So the task at hand. Um, okay, so Adam McKay... I thought another interesting one, if we wanted to go a more realist style, might be uh, Richard Linklater. Oh, he's yeah. got some of those Texas roots. I thought he might appreciate it. And he made that movie with Jack Black about kind of a Texas con artist. He sure did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bernie. Yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, reputed con artist. I don't mean to cast aspersions. Right. I haven't seen the movie. Um, I love Richard Linklater. He's a fantastic director. I do, too. I love Boyhood is one of my favorite movies of all time. And Days and Confused is one of my favorites ever. I know. You bought it on DVD very recently for $5. It's still available for $5 at Target. Wow. They're going to sell it fast. <laughs> Watch out, Target. Um, those are great. Yeah, those are great. I also thought if we wanted to go a little darker, Paul Thomas Anderson might be interesting. He could hmm. do something kind of like a little creepier, a little bit of the underbelly of the, of the story. I think Steven Soderbergh would be really good at this too because he seems to have kind of a fixation with um, male vanity and like mm-hmm. the male body. Like I think um, Magic Mike for sure. And he's also like the guy who would make a movie about like Botox or something. I mean, he's just like... That's true. I could see that. He's very aware of like body image in an interesting mm-hmm. way. Um, and so I think he could have a lot of fun with this. And of course he likes a con movie with Ocean's Eleven and stuff like that. Um, I think he would do a great, great job. Cool. Um, yeah. So then moving on to maybe some of the main characters, or shall we go there? Yeah. So Harry Siskind, um, as I've described, I he's kind of picture Elvis sort of in like the late 70s. He's a bigger guy, um, jet black hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a, a little bit of a chameleon, I would even say. Mm-hmm. I think he... If he was able to befriend Richard Nixon, 
um, and Henry Kissinger and Ted Kennedy. I mean, Ted yeah. Kennedy was the life of the party. I suspect Tricky Dick was not. So he he was able to appeal to the mass to, to various types of people is what I'm saying. It's funny because there was probably a point when they drank the same amount, and yet Ted Kennedy was the happy, I'm going to accidentally kill a lady kind of fun drunk, and Dick Nixon was the sulking hideout in the White House kind of was drunk. Tricky Dick a booze bag? During the height of Watergate, I think he was a big booze bag, yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It makes me feel sort of sorry for him. Uh, yeah. No, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, I had a couple ideas for Harry Siskin. One I really, really like. Okay. It's a little maybe unexpected. I think Mike Myers. Oh, that's a great choice. Yeah. Cause he can, he's a bit of, he's a chameleon. I think he can do both that kind of big personality comedian, that type thing, but also, Re- you know, play it real too. Play it straight. Real talk at the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. when he came out, he had kind of a waxy complexion. Bingo. Like they were doing everybody's... What they was did, he doing at the Golden Globes, he by intru- the way? He introduced uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Why? Oh, he's in it. He's in he's it. In it. He Sorry, was, I you forgot. Know, popularized it with Wayne and Garth and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did something with like two consecutive makeups in a row. Him and Bill Murray both had kind of weird makeup. Mm. And uh, yeah, I can see it. I like, And also, Mike Myers is freaking great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Um, I also thought if we wanted to go more, not to say that he's a traditional actor, but more straight, I would say John Favreau. I think he kind of popped into my head about someone who may look the part. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So those were my, my picks. I love those. The whole time you were talking about this, I was picturing Matthew McConaughey. What? Who could totally work with, especially as Matthew McConaughey gets older. And eventually, in 60 to 70 years, stops being so handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, he might need to take on some more character-driven roles. And he's such a good old boy and su- such a guy who, like, you want to believe his con. Yeah, it's um, very true. Very waxy complexion. And He'd have also, to gain, like, 50 pounds. See, he's gone the other way. Will he do it? He I, would definitely do it. I mean, elephant in the room. No one's better at gaining and losing weight than Christian Bale. But I, the other person who uh, has worked with Adam McKay... And has worked with Paul Thomas Anderson. I read you an excerpt from a magazine article this morning that made me very happy. John C. Riley. Mm. When they asked John C. Riley in Vanity Fair his favorite writers in the Proust questionnaire, he said, This was adorable. He said, Paul Thomas Anderson and someone else. And I just love that he like really repped for Paul Thomas Anderson, like yeah. his buddy Paul Thomas Anderson. I thought that was really I cute. I could definitely see him doing this. And the criteria we always kind of have for this. When I'm pitching movies on this show, I'm always thinking, like, what would Deirdre and I want to go see? Probably at the Landmark, probably on a Sunday afternoon. And this is totally a movie I'd go see. I agree. Yeah. So our next uh, casting assignment Mm -hmm. is his wife, Patty Siskind. Um, She was executive vice president of Mark Nutritionals. They later divorced. Mm. Um, I don't know anything else about her, unfortunately. Um, And I couldn't find any photos of her. So I think we have to use our imagination on this. Like, what type of woman would Harry Siskind go for? So I had a couple thoughts here. They're very different. Okay. One is Holly Hunter, because okay. I love her. She's kind of sassy, and I could see her being an executive vice president for a weight loss company in Texas in the late 90s. Okay. All right. I all And then on a totally different wavelength, I... 
haven't, you know, I'm a big Twin Peaks fan. You know this. And I thought, let's give Sherilyn Fenn some work. Okay. Let's get her on the big screen again. I could see her kind of being like she was the woman that he fell in love with in the 80s or, or late 70s when she was an absolutely beautiful pinup type girl. And then she's kind of going along for the ride. Good. Um, we're both reading Bad Blood right now. Or actually, you finished Bad Blood because you've... I finished it many moons ago. Many moons ago. It's the story of Theranos or Theranos? I think it's Theranos, but... Theranos. A company that was going to revolutionize the way that blood was tested, and it turned out to be all bullshit. Mm. Um, Jennifer Lawrence does have the rights for that. Um. I feel like this is kind of in line with that a little bit. Yes. It's just not quite as extreme. Yeah. That movie's going to be crazy. Yeah. I mean. I hope that gets made. I know. And is um, is Harry Siskind as much of a sociopath as Elizabeth Holmes? Um, mm, I don't think so. I don't. I get the sense. I, I like to think of him, oddly enough, as well-intentioned. Yeah. Yeah. I Only- think he tried to help people maybe. I think this movie has more freedom to be funny because no one's really getting harmed. Right. Um, well, with, Their jeans just don't fit. Yeah, yeah. And they make, they make a possibly questionable decision. But I did see recently, because I didn't do much Googling on this because it's your, it's your research, um, that someone had bought the company and he said the product was good. The problem is that he went too far at the claims. Oh, Interesting. So I do love the idea that at the end of this whole movie, we could find out that the product does work after all. I think it could work to a certain extent. It definitely would never deliver on what they claimed. I mean, maybe the people weren't following the instructions properly. Is there any way that it was solid and just they weren't... uh, Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who used it, they all got it wrong. It's possible. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. I think this is a successful go. Uh, any closing thoughts? I, I, my last closing thought is that thinking about why this is relevant a little bit mm-hmm. and then a few other closing thoughts. I think I have a few image ideas about the film. I think it's, it's just so interesting for me that it's set in Texas because of this like really, I mean, my, you know, beautiful joke earlier about, you know, things being bigger in Texas. There is some kind of metaphor there that I think could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I also think in the era of fake news, this guy literally, and, and fraudcasting, literally yeah. this guy using radio ads to trick all these people. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's sort of like what happened in 2008 on like this tiny little scale. You know, it's a bit of a Ponzi scheme. Um, what happened in 2008? With the housing crisis. Like just oh, kind yeah. of misleading people completely. Yeah. Um, not, I, you know, so there's something interesting there. Yeah. Um, and just the idea of image, I think, is always particularly relevant. I think even for Harry himself, like, you know, our protagonist, yeah. he didn't need to be something he wasn't. He was a damn good photographer, as far as I could tell. And he ends up going back to being a photographer. He I does, think that's yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I would love for Texas to play a big role in the film. I think it would be por- important for Texas and San Antonio to have a big role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the themes of you know, fraud, fake news, and image. Yeah, image, especially he's going to be fixated on image Mm -hmm. coming up as he does and being a photographer. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. What would you call it? What would I call it? Um, 
Fat. I like calling it fat. Yeah. I don't know. You're a marketing person. I don't know how that would test. <laughs> I also like Texas Delight. Texas Delight's very good as well. Name for the cookie? Yes. That's really good, Tim, actually. Um, then I'll quit. How about body solutions? I kind of do like body solutions. <laughs> <laughs> if, okay, one thing we can agree to. If we name it body solutions, De Palma has to direct it. Yeah, De Palma would definitely direct body solutions. He would be really good at that. It would, be, it would fit right into his repertoire. We would definitely get a different type of film. It would have like five-minute uncomfortable sequences at the beginning of like naked women trying on the thing and then taking it. And we'd be like, where is this going? This is weird. <laughs> I don't like this. But I sort of do like it. Uh, okay, so body solutions, <laughs> Texas delight. I also that. like that we live in a neighborhood where there's like five different storefronts where if a business opened called Body Solutions, we wouldn't like look twice. We'd just be like, oh yeah, Body Solutions, that's the new uh, fat burning place. Yeah, it's really cool. Right, yeah. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, they have diet cookies there. It's good. I haven't been, but I've, I hear it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm always up for a diet cookie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all. That's my final thought. Do you ever listen to Coach? You haven't listened to Cocaine and Rhinestones yet? No. Okay, I really love this podcast, Cocaine and Rhinestones, that I only found out about a month ago, and I'm obsessed with it now. Um, and what he says at the end of every episode is, "If you like this, please tell one person." See, if you like this, tell one person. That's really great. I love that. Just one person, like that you rip off Cocaine and Rhinestones, but you're giving them a plug, so it balances yeah. itself out. Yeah, that's the yeah. goal. And you know what? I would also say to end today's episode. Go listen to an Elvis song. Because, just because. We talked about Elvis today. Go treat yourself to an Elvis song. It was his birthday yesterday. There you go. Yeah. He would have been a thousand. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs>